1: Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, event sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and your samurai of spirits. So I hope you're having a great Saturday night. And thanks for joining me right here in 570 KVI every Saturday night, 6 to 7 o'clock. If you ever miss a show, check out the website because uh, we've got some fantastic guests, a whole library of shows uh, from champagne to, uh, well, vodka and uh, the the culinary skills of some local chefs. And and that's what we have today. I've got uh, two great chefs, um, local chefs here in the studio, and uh, they're not dueling. This is not an Iron Chef competition. This is really just a chance to uh, meet some of our people some of our new uh, properties here in Seattle, one being the Thompson Hotel. I've got uh, two cool cats. Silas Manlove is the beverage manager, and Derek Simchek is the executive chef over at the Thompson Hotel, located at First and Stewart. Uh, Brand new property, I should say. I think it's actually a year old. I think uh, This will be a year now, and uh, they've got a great place called The Nest, and it's probably the hottest bar right now in Seattle, especially when the sun shines, and I know it's going to shine one of these days, more than two. Um, But right now I've got uh, Joel... who is the executive chef at Tilth. And uh, this cat's uh, got some great chops. He's a CIA graduate, worked at 11 Madison in New York City, one of the all-time favorite restaurants in my book, and uh, has moved, uh, lived, worked in Toronto and now here in Seattle. And uh, we've got some fun things to talk about. It's uh, mainly um, asparagus. Go figure. Hey, Joel Panililio,
2: welcome to Happy Hour. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. And uh, I was under the assumption that we were going to have... chef duel here, but I guess not. <laughs> well,
1: we, I'll give you each a spear, an asparagus spear, and we'll see who wins. Perfect. <laughs> well, um, you're here to talk about uh, asparagus because Washington actually is the second largest growing uh, producer of asparagus in the United States after, of all places, Michigan. And
2: have you been to Michigan? I have not been to Michigan. Actually, just driving through when I used to live in Toronto and uh, heading back to the States. But other than just driving through that border... um haven't really spent any time over there. I
1: mean, I'm from Wisconsin, I'm thinking, you know, in those days, all I remember from Wisconsin, it was uh, humidity, sunshine, mosquitoes, and snow. That's kind of all I remember. <laughs> I don't remember any farms. It was all dairy farms, right? But apparently, Michigan has something very similar to the, uh, the up plains desert, like uh, Walla Walla, where they grow asparagus, nice. or Prosser. So you are the executive chef at Tilth uh, under uh, the tutelage of Maria Hines, who is a fantastic chef. Been here, in, and Tilth is now on Forty Fifth Avenue Northeast, and what? Forty Fifth
2: Street. Fort- um, main main uh, main intersection would be Stoneway. Stoneway, yeah. perfect. Yeah.
1: Um, a cute little house.
2: And uh, tell me about the restaurant. Ah, uh, Tilth has um, been there for eleven years. Uh, it's a certified organic restaurant, farm to table. Um, Maria Heinz is very passionate about organic food and we go through this whole process of certification every year, which um a isn't little, very isn't very easy. A so, little tedious. Yeah, an inspector comes in every year, you know, like looks at our books, looks at all our receipts and all our practices pretty much, all our printed menus and it's 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 not just a stamp, it's actually a big process and and um sourcing becomes a challenge, but it's also Something that we're very passionate about.
1: Is that person a local person or a national person? Is there an American Organic
2: Certification Board or something? Um, we're certified by Oregon Tilth, oh. So it's someone based out of Oregon, and then they do send an inspector and inspect the property.
1: Awesome. Okay, so Oregon's got it going on. So they're, they're the, the head, uh, the chief uh, organic proprietors or approval people, right?
2: They're they're one of several that, okay. um, that does certification. Yeah. All right, well, so what's the menu at Tilth? Um, Basically, we focus on the season, and every month we do change the menu. Um, Some menu changes are bigger than others. Um, I remember one time, I think it was heading into spring last year, and then I changed like 15 items on the menu. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Guests loved it. The cooks didn't like it very much because it was a whole different ballgame and a lot of prep going on. But, you know, like heading out of winter, you're just so excited to have all these different things that you can finally work with. Are we out of winter yet? (laughs) Ah, uh, sure are. Right. It's about <laughs> sixty degrees out right now. Yeah, uh, you know, that's right. Um, so. Well, I know that the days
1: are getting longer. Still, thank goodness. I I love June twenty first, but I hate it because that means we're getting shorter. Like, oh no, we just got here. It seems like gray in Seattle is forever, and when the sun shines, it's like just so brief. Well, um, we're here to talk about asparagus. And uh,
2: do you did you like asparagus as a kid? I weird thing. I grew up in the, I grew up in the Philippines, and uh-huh. uh, asparagus wasn't really. On the menu, not until, like, I moved um, to, in- N- to New York to go to culinary school did I really, like, um, start savoring asparagus, and I and I love it. It's so versatile, you know, like, so many different things you can do with it and different preparations, too.
1: In Washington State, I mean, I, I can't believe it. We grow, what, 21 million pounds of asparagus, and I guess it all depends on where you chop the stalk, because I know... <laughs> Sometimes you go to the store and you see these great bunches of asparagus and they're like nice and trimmed and the other ones are like, you know, seventy seven cents a pound. But they got the big old heavy trunk on the end, so you know you're like how do you how do you know how to pick an asparagus that's that's right?
2: Uh, right. Ser- several different ways, you know, like you it's gotta be odorless and uh the head's gotta be like nice and tight, you know, not like little flimsy on on like that that tip part and you wanna make sure it's like tight, dry and and pretty much, you can tell if it's a little bit like wrinkly, it means it's been on the shelf for quite some time. As the moment it's harvested, it's gotta it's gotta be like refrigerated, and it's gotta go on the shelf, and pretty much cook it as soon as possible. That way, it's the freshest.
1: We can eat asparagus raw, right? There's nothing wrong with asparagus eating raw. Mm,
2: nothing, certainly nothing wrong eating asparagus raw. Though. Start
1: with the tip end, though, right? With the little flower on the end. Let's <laughs> we'll start with the back end. You get a little dirt in your mouth.
2: Yeah, the beauty though is. Um, when you do cook asparagus, it releases more of the nutrients to our bodies. Kind of similar to your tomatoes. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so uh, asparagus is a nutritious um, vegetable that has uh, some good stuff in it, like folate and glutathione and vitamin A and vitamin C. Go figure it. it. Whenever I think of vitamin C, I always think of citric acid and ascorbic acid, I should say, but I don't get anything tart in... in uh, Asparagus.
2: I'm in the same uh, thought process (laughs) as you. It's like, vitamin C, isn't that supposed to be citrus? All right. So you you have a new spring menu out, and do you have some great asparagus preparations? Uh, We sure do. We have it in a couple of dishes at Tilth right now, actually. Um, One is um, we have an asparagus dish. It's a bit of a stretch to call it a salad, I guess, but, uh, but we dress it with just some lemon, some olive oil. And there is a nice bacon vinaigrette on it. And well, a slow- organic bacon, right? Of course. Some Skagit River. river Skagit ranch. Farms, okay, yeah. 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 And um, we all serve it with a slow cooked duck egg and some hazelnuts.
1: Wow, that sounds tasty. And what, uh, how many other dishes do you have featuring asparagus? Um,
2: we also have uh, seared weather vane scallops that we serve Ooh. with spring onions and um, the asparagus and radishes. The, the What's a spring onion? A spring onion. It's a it's a special kind of onion actually, where you can eat pretty much like the whole thing, like the the bulb in the bottom, and it grows. Um, oh right, not a, a ramp like, though. That's garlic. No, So this is a spring onion. No, I see. So it's, it's like kind of, the, kind of the similar, right? They're, the they're early similar. Stage. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit bigger. It's um. Kind of like an overgrown scallion, um some people would describe it just a little bulb beer on the bottom end yeah, That would be green onion for everybody else <laughs> 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 um
1: where do you shop- do you shop i mean you guys are right um in the north end do you have do you go to the farmers' market in- the university district uh, yes
2: it's makes it's very convenient actually because it's pretty much just down the street right when I head in on Saturdays and then uh we get to go to the farmers' market over at U district right and do you uh, do you have the company credit card do you get the the company purse with all that cash? <laughs> What I have is a um, relationship with most of our farmers. Uh, so we get okay. an invoice. We get an invoice um, later on, a few days later or later on in the week, and then um, we can go ahead and grab the produce.
1: Right on. Have you um, imprinted or put your imprint on Tilth? I mean, how long have you been there?
2: Uh been there almost three years now. Three yeah. years in July, I think.
1: And so you are the executive chef at Tilth, and Marie Hines, just,
2: you guys work together and sort of talk about uh, flavors and menus and preparations? We do. We do. We um, do. Pretty much run the day-to-day operations, but but uh, Maria has her hands in like everything. Um, um, we do change our menu usually on the fifth of every month, and a couple of weeks before that, I have to like uh, submit a menu, which she approves or changes or mm-hmm. revises or the suggestions too. So it's a very collaborative effort and uh, and how wh- how would you describe
1: your style of cooking your culinary philosophy.
2: Um you know what uh it's basically just respect for ingredients i think that's why tilth was such a good fit that there's an emphasis on getting the the proper ingredients you know and when you do get the proper ingredients great produce great meat um you basically just have to step out of the way and just let it shine <laughs> All
1: right. well that makes sense speaking with the executive chef uh Joel Panililio Lilio who's uh, uh at Tilth um and you were a CIA alum in New York City and then you went to Eleven Madison Park. Was that your first gig out of CIA? Uh, yes, it was. Wow, wow, that's quite the kitchen. I, I, it's, uh, there's so many people in that kitchen back there. And if you've never been to Eleven Madison, um, it's a fantastic restaurant. It's part of the Danny Meyer Group, uh, Danny Meyer Host- Union Hospitality Group, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a stellar, stellar service, wine and uh, food experience, dining experience, I should say. Um, what did you learn there that you, you sort of uh, keep with you and bring to the to your new position
2: you know what? like uh, I I believe I'm a product of like all these wonderful chefs I've worked with you know like 11 Madison Park was a great bunch of like people in there Um, basically respect respect for not just not just the ingredients but also like the people that you work with and your customers and and I remember um, Danny Danny having a this whole talk with all the new hires basically he said client the customer isn't number one number number one is your coworkers. workers because if you if you don't treat your co-workers with respect and then how can you convey that sort of message to to your guests so basically it was just having a great work environment leads to like great food because when you're happy, it actually shows in your food. Ah, that's the key, balance of life
1: and happiness in <laughs> a, a position. Um, you know, it's funny because I'm a 30-plus-year veteran in the food and, and uh, hospitality industry, and I remember some chefs would get very angry and, and yell and scream and like, God, relax, man. I mean, you need, you need to chill <laughs> out, bro. But um, I, you know, it was always intimidating, too, because they typically had a little accent from some other place, and mm-hmm. I know that's how they, they work. Um, what are the hours
2: of tilth? Um, the hours were open for dinner, yeah, from mondays well all day every day we 're open for dinner at five o'clock and we do have um weekend brunch that opens it starts at ten o 'clock till two o'clock
1: and and you are the spokesperson spokesman for asparagus today. How did you f- find your way into our studio celebrating this the green stock?
2: Um, well, basically, Heather <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh,
1: I love it. So you love <laughs> asparagus, and uh, w- one of our friends who is in the asparagus industry said, hey, come on over and chat with Christopher Chan on 570 KVI. Is that right? Yes. I love it. Well, i got to head back to Tilth again. And the brunch hours, what time does brunch start on the weekend? Uh, 10 o'clock, 10 in the morning. 10 till 3 or? Uh, till 2 o'clock. Till 2. Yes. Excellent. And do you have
2: a vegetarian menu being all organic, or do you? is it a tasting menu, or is everything a la carte? um there's a variety of menus um for for brunch we always have vegetarian and vegan offerings and also on our dinner menu we have five course and eight course tastings really on top of the a la carte menu and on both options of tastings there's vegetarian omnivore and uh vegan options omnivore I like that yeah. um and do you have a wine is there who's running the wine program there? our general manager um raz has raz has yeah, yeah. That's the name? Yes. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Raz has wine, huh? Is that it? I like that. Yeah. Uh, so fun. Well, um, did
2: you ever hang out with uh, Jason Franey? Wasn't Jason Franey an 11 Madison Park alum? Uh, Jason Franey was. Um, he was there um, long after I was gone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That, like I said, that was like a long time ago. Oh, in that's my right. Career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, very good. It's great to have. Uh, um, th- those early years in, in your uh, being in, impressed upon by guys like Danny Meyer and the whole idea of taking care of each other first and, and respecting the, the, the business and the customer. That's something that is, is, doesn't really exist much in, in many philosophies that I think. But um, I got an, a good idea that our next guest will also have that because uh, the Thompson Hotel is a pretty cool spot. Well, Joel Lilio hey, uh, thanks so much for taking some time to sh- talk about tilth and uh, Washington
2: asparagus. Thank you so much. This was much fun.
1: Yeah, so, Hey, folks, you got to check out Tilt. It's a great uh, weekend brunch from um, what was it? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, great. You can wake up late and head over there, roll it out in 45th, and have a. a, Can you do a brunch tasting menu?
2: Sure can. You can do pretty much like whatever you ask for. I love
1: it. All right, folks. Hey, stick around. I've got uh, two great guys coming up. One is Derek and Silas. They both work at the Thompson Hotels, uh, First and Stewart, and we're going to try some of the new Happy Hour menu right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: Northwest Original Lars Larson live weekdays noon to three. Talk radio 570 KVI. KVI want to know weekends continue. Now back to happy hour radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, welcome back to happy hour radio. Time for round two. Hope you got something tasty in your glass or heading downtown or wherever you are to someplace delicious. Um, I'm lucky enough to have. well, a uh, delicious-looking cocktail and a beautiful plate of uh, crudo in front of me. Compliments courtesy of uh, a scout restaurant at the Thompson Hotel. Thompson Hotel is um, at First and Stewart. It's about a year old. It's a brand-new hotel. It's, uh, everyone's being wowed by it because it's really cool. And uh, they've got some top-notch uh, uh, mixologists and culinarian cats up there uh, making up some good food. And we're here to talk about Happy Hour. Go figure. Happy Hour Radio. And we're talking about Happy Hour. Um, I've got uh, the beverage manager, Silas Manlove, and the executive chef, Derek Simchek, here. Hey, guys. Welcome to Happy Hour.
3: Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Are you there? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hey, um, Thompson Hotel uh, is a a large It's actually more of a
3: boutique chain. Is that right, in the United States? That is correct. Um, It's uh, one of the higher end under the Two Roads Hospitality Group, Um, and there's a handful of them in the U.S. right now under the Thompson name um, with a huge uh, growth in the pipeline. It's really cool. I know that you. Um, how many store floors is it? It's about twelve.
4: Twelve floors with a rooftop bar.
1: Correct. Yeah. And what floor is the rooftop bar? Is that twelve? No, that's 13. thirteen. That's thirteen. Yeah. Interesting, because I remember being up there and like, gosh, it, it it's not it's not a high rise hotel, which in and now in downtown Seattle, see all these high rise buildings. Um, but it's very very cool, and you've got a brand new, uh, place a rooftop deck called the Nest. That's correct. And you've got something really cool coming up with that when we get all this great sunshine that we're <laughs> we're definitely due overdue.
3: That is uh, correct. Um, we've kind of looked at the offering on of the rooftop and what we kind of want to really focus on what Silas and his team's doing um, cocktail-wise. So food-wise, um, we have we wanted to offer something that screams like summer um, and something that <laughs> gives a little bit more warmth to. So we have a grill out there now. Um, so we'll be actually having like a giant Robata-style grill and having offerings of uh, skewers, almost very, not quite yakitori, but that inspiration behind it. Um, so guests will be able to order off of that and have its own kind of identity on what the nest is.
1: Pretty neat. And Robata is the—it's uh, really a kind of a street grill, right? You've got charcoal. I mean, it's just it's, it's, correct. It, it's a low—it's low and hot, or I don't know how you say it.
3: But uh, it's, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's got a low heat, but it's a uh, high or low fire, but high heat yes. output. Um, we're using beachuton grills from Asia coming in for this, um, so it's very got that feel to it, but with a refined edge. Um, it's kind of what we all really go for at the Thompson. It's all about that refined edge.
1: Awesome. And Silas, um, you have some plans for this. Obviously, uh, Chef Derek has got the Robotic Grill for to, to help pair with your fantastic mixology mm-hmm. talents. What's going on up there with you? Uh, up there for
4: the summer, we're just looking at refreshing drinks that are kind of that post-craft uh, kind of cocktail, that idea that you can get all those fantastic flavors and in-house made things without uh, all the traditional time that's come with that. So we can get up there and have uh, effortless, uh, elevated, pun intended, cocktails I to, like uh, it. to enjoy the sunny weather.
1: Awesome. And uh, you are actually from, so both of you guys are, are not Seattleites?
3: That's correct. And correct. where are you from? Um, I'm kind of a gypsy. I was a government brat growing up, so born overseas, lived overseas most of my life, um, and then been traveling the U.S. from coast to coast now.
1: Oh, all right.
3: Silas? Uh, Originally Colorado
4: Springs, and then uh, not quite as extensively as Chef, but also got to to get out and live abroad, uh, a couple of different continents, and several different states, and ended up... uh, Back, uh, back in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, the
1: most beautiful place in the world, right? True. I mean, when we get the sunshine going, and it's uh, we're so lucky to have uh, such a community, and hopefully, we don't get that income tax anytime. <laughs> 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 That's really going to bum me out. But we're here to talk about happy hour. Happy hour is Sunday through Thursday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at both Scout. You have, you have so you have a two restaurants, right? You got the Scout restaurant on the main floor, correct, and then you've got the Nest on the top floor. That's correct. And this is. Um, a happy hour for both locations, or just Scout? Just Scout. Okay, so this is the menu here, Scout. We've got the bar and lounge, bar and lounge only. Uh, you got some cool drinks called Magnolia, Ballard, Capitol Hill. Uh, that's interesting. These are named after um, some. N- Actually, Seattle neighborhoods, we all know that. Uh, A couple beers, a lager, and a pilsner, that's great. Um, And you've got some oysters, fries, burrata, ooh, uh, crab salad, and albacore carpaccio. Now, this is the dish that you uh, prepared for me today. Um, Derek, so tell me, what was your inspiration for this uh, albacore uh, carpaccio?
3: So, uh, with the albacore carpaccio, which you have in front of you, one of it was, uh, we're getting into, you know, spring is here, summer is be becoming... Um, we have the tu- uh, the tomatoes on there that have been peeled, the cherry tomatoes. Um, and then it's the albacore tuna, which everybody loves. And here we've used, utilized the fish in multiple different ways, where the fish itself is pounded out as a carpaccio, dressed with a little olive oil and ramp oil. And then we also dress, the dots on there that you see are actually the trims of that tuna that we've combed feed and then turned into a mayo. So we have a confit tuna mayo that's on there as well.
1: Oh, that's the dots, I see. Correct. So Interesting. All right, well, this is um, quite a dish. <laughs> I'm moving my mouth away from the mic and more towards the plate, and my mouth is really watering. Um, what's really interesting is that, first of all, albacore is a very sustainable fish. Correct. And we get albacore tuna outside here in Westport in the Pacific Ocean. you got to go a couple miles out. But um, it's, it's not the maguru yellow tuna, that, or red tuna, that you're familiar with at the sushi joint. This is the white tuna. Um, I really dig this. I just took another. Di- I think the uh, the texture after pounding it out really makes it it's it's, a, it's an interesting texture. How do, how do
3: you explain it? Um, it's the texture like when you pound it out like that. It, it's kind of like in a way cuts it up and on um, a much more molecular level and breaks down the proteins. I don't want to say tenderizes it, but gives it the mouth feel of almost, in my opinion, kind of if it was chopped up tartar. Um, and it makes it easier to eat when you're sitting there, like you said, you just find yourself naturally going back for more. You're eating it. You want another drink. It's like with the the finishing salt and the saltiness of the tuna confit. It's kind of like a refined salty bar snack in a way that make you want to have another drink. I
1: would say very refined, <laughs> and um, that, that's a good call. The texture is just sort of melts in your mouth once it's pounded out like that, and there's really no chew to it, but there's just a little bit of tension. Lovely, Silas, tell me about this cocktail
4: that's the uh the ballad cocktail uh nice little bit of tequila softened out by some uh some pineapple juice, a little bit of uh lemon juice to uh to add balance to the cocktail itself, but also that's why we put it in front of you there with the uh with the tuna because it gets that nice that nice contrastive pairing so it uh it helps to help each other go down uh a little bit of uh china china. Uh, in there as well to to add some depth and spice to the cocktail, and that's and, a vermouth or an amaro. Um, it's an it's a uh, an aromatized guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, from southern France. They've been doing it since uh, about as long as we've been around here in America, about uh, <laughs> by the 1800s there, late 1800s. And um, it's essentially orange and bitter orange liqueur with uh, a little bit of Genshin, a little bit of uh, anise, and then they uh, distill it down from there. So you get kind of that that real heady. Uh, citrus aromatic, and then there's some nice, uh, some nice pie spice notes that come along behind it with the uh, the vegetables.
1: Mm. I think um, actually pineapple and tequila are a fantastic, fantastic uh, p- combination. And I was wondering what the bitterness was here. There was just a slight bitterness. Like, God, what is that? Because it's just enough to help dry the palate. Pineapple juice, of course, can be um, very high acid and very sweet, but this is has a little bit of savoriness with uh, kind of a balance. It's not too sweet, but it's also it goes great with this dish. Congratulations. I think, first of all, citrus and tuna to me does go well, but you've got tomatoes and the mayo, um, and then some of the herb oil, and uh, just a touch of, was this a fennel frond? You Correct. Yeah. Uh, just a hit of, of licorice. What's the black specks? Is that a, a black sea salt? Correct. It's the lava sea salt. I man. got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. And um, this cocktail, is this how it's served in a, um, a highball? It is. Uh, or old-fashioned glass, I yeah, should d- say. Double old fashion, yeah. yeah, double old-fashioned. Yeah, double old-fashioned, and with, with ice, and this is the serving right here. That is. Wow. This is really good. I'm, I'm very fortunate. To have you guys here. <laughs>
3: and how long have you both been at the restaurant in, in the hotel? Uh, I was actually brought on board part of the opening team back in February 24th of last year. Okay. Uh, it was my first day, so I've been there since day one. And how'd they find you, or how'd you find them? Um, I kind of found them. Uh, it was uh, through uh, Amanda Parsons, who's the general oh, right. manager. Uh, what, her and I come from a previous life together, our previous employers. And we uh just I reached out when I was looking and um one thing led to another. I came out here for a tasting and with her and uh the Huxley Wallace team and the Thompson team and next thing you know, I found myself driving up here first week of that the uh, beginning of that week over that February twenty fourth. Awesome. Here. Yeah. Silas, how'd
1: you find this location? I uh came in
4: after Chef. I was one of the uh the opening hires when they were looking for uh for talent behind the bar and uh was was uh Looking to to get back into into the bartending and really get get my hands on and and get active with it and uh, coming from a a long background of nice hotels, I like to think I, I I've got a pretty good feel for for sin, uh, sincere and uh, and real hospitality. And has
1: the hotel really been what, full? Have it, has it been very popular?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean occupancy right now recently has been like every other day is in the nineties, eighty wow. percent easily. Restaurant has been. Especially as the weather gets warmer now, with everything with the rooftop on top of the restaurant, it's been let's just say uh, there's not a lack of work for us right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's Very great.
1: True. Seattle is booming, yeah. and uh, you guys are here to to help. Uh, well, what do you, surround the the forest fire that is the business climate here in Seattle. Um, ha-
3: who des- decides on what's on the Happy Hour menu? Uh, that's a collaboration between my uh, culinary wise with my chefs. Um, on my team and also with Silas and his bar team to see Mm -hmm. what works right we roll it out and then on top of that we get guest feedback Um, and then we like any good I think any good restaurant um, team if you don't listen to the people who are actually eating it and consuming it um, and drinking it um, then you're just doing it for yourself, and you're not doing it for the people.
1: Great. I love that philosophy. Uh, speaking with Silas Manlove, the beverage manager at Thompson Hotel, and Derek Simchek, who's the executive chef at the Thompson Hotel, located on First and Stewart. It's uh, really the closest hotel to Pike Place Market. And we come back from this break, um, Derek has another dish he's going to prepare, and one more cocktail from Silas Manlove. So stick around, folks. Be right back on Happy Hour Radio.
0: Big names, big news. Sean Hannity, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan.
1: All right, Seattle. Hey, hope you're having a great Saturday night. Uh, my night's kicking off beautifully. I've got two cocktails and two beautiful plates of food right in front of me, courtesy of uh, the cats at the Thompson Hotel. I've got Derek Simchek as the executive chef. And Silas Manlove, the beverage manager, and uh, gentlemen, uh, that first cocktail called the Ballard was absolutely delicious. I love the pineapple tequila, a hint of that uh, bitter orange, which gives you the dry, the little bit tannin on the palate to dry it out. And this um, crudo pounded out uh, yellowtail and uh, peeled tomatoes with um, a little fennel frond and some ramp oil and then some uh, charcoal sea salt. From Hawaii. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so we're talking about Happy Hour at the Thompson Hotel. You've got this great restaurant called Scout. Now tell me where the name came from for Scout.
3: So Scout came up about when we were uh, going through the development process of it, and it was kind of led to what the concept of the restaurant was, was for guests visiting us or even locals um, that come in to visit the restaurant to take them on a tour through the Pacific Northwest and Scout the area. Um, So hence where the name Scout P&W came from. I like it. Um, very
1: appropriate, especially when you're so close to, uh, the, what is it, the epicenter of the culinary world here in Washington State? Right across from Pike Place Market there, and uh, to be able to see all those great ingredients, and then to have a restaurant that can translate that for the guests, Um, it's beautiful. Now you have a great happy hour. It's Sunday through Thursday from three to six p.m. It's at Scout, and then uh, do you have the restaurant upstairs that a bar. It's only the bar, is the nest? It's a cocktail bar upstairs, correct? I see. And so you'll you'll have food from Scout
3: that you can order, or is there just a separate menu outside of that special robotic grill that you do in the summer? So during the summer, it's just that. Uh, a Roboto Grill menu, and then there's a rainy day menu. We kind of want to make sure that they both have their own identities mm-hmm. um, where scout oh, is scout and nest That's is nest.
1: Rainy day. Yeah. Okay, so I've got this menu, and uh, what is the deal? You've got some, it's a world class wine list. Uh, obviously, you've got local, French, um, some uh, Italian stuff, and more. Now, uh, Silas, you've got a cocktail here. Um, tell me more about this craft cocktail that you've got. That's the, uh, the shut it down cocktail. Um, wanted to do
4: something that was light and refreshing for the uh for the the summer sun as everybody gets out to 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 seek the long gone vitamin D that we've all been uh looking for and uh wanted to go with uh with a little house version of a of a classic and uh there's not much more classic than uh than the Harvey Wallbanger both in in Time and in, in Knowledge so instead of uh doing the traditional uh you know vodka and orange juice with a little float of Galliano we went for those same flavors and did a, um, a tarragon-infused Belvedere vodka uh, to get kind of that herbaceousness and some of the things that the star anise lends to the uh, to the Galliano, and then we went with um, with uh, creme de cacao de vanilla, which is a nice little spirit from uh, from Tempest Fugit of the uh, of the Anchor Spirits portfolio, and uh, and and put that together with tarragon has an affinity for vanilla. Orange has an affinity for vanilla, and let's be honest, I have an affinity for vanilla, so uh <laughs> nice little uh nice little refresher to uh to put down with the sun out.
1: yeah, very cool. I took a sip and I was just I was perplexed because it was deliciously confusing I, I got a little bit of acidity, and then I've got this great vanilla note and a bit of that that just a faint hint of the licorice or anise i'm like I was like uh dumbstruck like what is in this, and what do you call this again? uh that's the shut it down shut it down mm-hmm. huh yeah. is because it's super potent <laughs> yeah, no it's um uh it's a little bit of a play
4: on the uh the kind of the overarching theme of our menu right now uh all of the drinks are um our hashtags one of the things that we like to do up there because of the view of the of the sound is, is so amazing everybody likes to get their drink in hand and then do uh do a little selfie time over by the uh, by the edge there so uh, we we thought we'd play off of that and give them, uh, give them something easy to to hashtag. So Shut uh, the
1: front door, right? Yeah, right? That's a good <laughs> cocktail. Um, all right, so Derek, you've got a beautifully plated
3: dish here before me. This is on the happy hour menu? This is That's correct. It's both on the happy hour, lunch, and dinner menu. And um, what is it? Th- so what you're eating right there is a Dungeons Crab uh, chopped salad. Um, so what you have in there is some Dungeons Crab that's been tossed in a herb vinaigrette. Um, on top of that you have a little chopped uh, bib lettuce and arugula, a rock or a baby rocket. Um and then you have some spring peas, uh, some shaved radishes and a little bit more of that vinaigrette with a little finishing vinegar, the sherry vinegar on there and uh, Togarashi? No, uh, uh Aleppo. Aleppo on top. Interesting. What's Aleppo? Uh it's a it's kind of like a I guess the best way of putting it to it's a it looks like a coarser ground paprika in a way the color and the flavor is a little bit more on the not as sweet side as what paprika paprika would have on there wow what's the sweet
1: note in the dressing uh honey mm. amazing this is this now this screams springtime especially Correct. here in, in the northwest <laughs> i love the uh
3: the pea fronds or the uh pea what are you shoots Yeah, the, the little pea tendrils on top mm. and then uh, you have some fried sourdough bread that's actually... The bread's made in-house by our executive pastry chef, uh, Kate Siegel. Yep. that had a little texture on there.
1: Mmm. Wow. Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> this is my mouth going, yum. Oh, my goodness. Um all right, I have to take a sip of this cocktail, the... Um, sh- shut, shut it shut down. Shut it down. Wow. Great stuff. Amazing. I always like it, you know, as... A sommelier and the director of Wine and Spirits, I was always responsible for, for pairings. It's nice to be on the other side,
3: <laughs>
1: especially without the check. <laughs> right. um, and you guys are very talented, obviously. How big is the
3: Thompson team? Uh, the Employee-wise, uh, we have a pretty massive team. I know culinary-wise, I have my chef de cuisine, Quentin Stewart, and my exec, Sue Roger, and my other Sue, Daniel, um, with two junior Sues under him my executive pastry chef and then the line cooks so i probably with the cooks and hourly really put involved in there there's probably another 25 employees on the culinary wow yeah and then silas's team is pretty yeah. robust the uh, the the nest team alone between bar staff and and
4: cocktailers and uh, uh, all of our wonderful hardworking support staff there's uh, there's 40 just for front of the house for uh, for for the rooftop bar alone uh, and then, you know, management and then the whole scout front of the house team. Wow. And, you know, yeah. A That's lot of, a lot of hands
3: to put everything that together. There's a
1: lot. I mean, it's only 12, 12 stories. So how many rooms you got? 250?
3: Uh, 158. 158. In seven suites mm-hmm. right now.
1: And you've got uh, over a hundred employees. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good ratio. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, that means a lot because you're obviously delivering a high level of service and hospitality. Um, how much so this is the menu for Happy Hour at Scout and you've got uh two, four
3: five different bites, right? Does this Correct. change seasonally? It it will change seasonally and also as since Happy Hour is new, it's kind of hearing what some of the demands are from the guests. Um we our menus in general kind of we don't have a cutoff date of when we change it. We're like, let's change it on this day of every month or whatever or every quarter. Um, it's with certain ingredients, the seasonality of it changes. Some of them are very short seasons, like a couple of weeks, some of them are longer seasons. So it's more of an evolution of when we do a menu change than a revolution, I like to say, um, as like you'll come in one day and a, a menu is one menu. And then if you came say a month and a half later, Couple of the dishes will change because we maybe know ramps seasons or fiddlehead fern seasons only a few weeks long, so then all of a sudden there's no longer fiddleheads on there. But the dishes slightly change if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you obviously you want the the menu to serve its its constituency well, and if you find that some you have some new things in season, it's great to keep it new because obviously you, you obviously get a lot of um, business travelers there and uh, corporate accounts. But for us, for the rest of us, as being a local Seattle guy, like. You know what? I'll I'll be there October through May,
2: <laughs> right? Right, right? When there's space. <laughs> um,
1: my folks live on the water, so I get all the view of beautiful sound that I want, which is fantastic. And um, when you think about your cocktails, what drives you, uh, Silas, with the with your cocktail methodology? Um, I've always been inspired most by what's happening
4: in the uh in the kitchen. Uh Chef, don't let that go to your head too much. Um <laughs> uh, but no, the, the, the flavors and the techniques and the way that everybody's uh thinking of, of the combination of flavors and, and how that works in the kitchen has always been inspiring for me. So um I try every day to come in and, and see what's on the line and, and what they're geeking out about and are most excited about and think about the uh the flavors that I have in my palate. Uh, you know for as far as the different the 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 colors that i'm making drinks with and the different flavor profiles and see what we can uh what we can mix together and and get going that way but it also helps maintain uh that same seasonality and that same kind of uh, uh the the same kind of feel and where it's where it's changing up and and uh keeping things refreshing
3: how big is the restaurant at scout i mean how many seats uh Without counting the courtyard and lounge, it's roughly 72 seats. Is plus the, the
1: courtyard between you and uh, Salus Chocolates? Is correct. That... correct. Oh, okay. We have that
3: little area, which we'll be doing an activation uh, of that space starting May 31st. Um, I'll be doing a, and it's also a part to kick off um, being announced on the Condé Nas hot list, um, we will be doing, I'll be doing a, uh, a crawfish boil with a bluegrass band. Um, every other wednesday starting on the 31st. Wow, now yeah. that fits a niche.
1: <laughs> I love it. Hey folks, stick around now. Um, when we come back from this break, we're going to chat more with Silas Manlove, the beverage manager at the Thompson Hotel and uh, the executive chef Derek Simchek who is also the uh, responsible for not only Scout restaurant but uh the uh the room service bar, so the room service menu and the banquet menu. And what else? The nest, uh, you name it, anything, food and beverage, I'm there. That's it. <laughs> so we got the we got the right guys, the principals at the Thompson Hotel in studio. Hey, folks, when we come back for this break. We're going to chat more on Happy Hour Radio.
0: And he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: Hey, Seattle. Welcome back. It's uh, time for our fourth and final segment. And uh, actually, we should be singing Happy Birthday because it's uh, June 3rd, the uh, anniversary of the opening of the Thompson Hotel. I'm lucky enough, lucky enough to have Silas Manlove, the beverage manager, and Derek Simchek, executive chef. Now, this is birthday week for you guys. Uh, Derek, what's going on? You must have some celebrations.
3: We definitely do. Um, even though we're currently already open, um, we will be celebrating the official uh, summer kickoff of the rooftop of The Nest um, starting June 10th, and that will be happening on that day. So, um, you know, given the winter we just came through, I know we're all going to be looking forward to that sunshine on, on the rooftop. 10th. June 10th. Yeah. On June 10th. <laughs>
1: Um, Well, very cool. And uh, are you going to, like, savor some champagne, or what's going on up
3: there? Is that a Silas event? I think (laughs) we could both be savoring champagne towards each other, have a little fight with that. But we'll definitely have some fun and make it... make it involved with everyone, and just a good time, a good party. So that's next weekend on Saturday, right? Correct. And then um, you, you mentioned a crawfish boil, and this starts when? This this is going on every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Yeah, we'll be doing this. Um, Mom's from Lafayette, Louisiana, so uh, I had a uh, and we can get some local crawfish with the warmer weather uh, coming up about, so we're going to be doing it Cajun style, got the spices shipped up for it and everything. So Every other Wednesday, uh, first come, first serve until we run out, you buy them by the pound, Really? Uh, yep. And we'll have uh, serve them to you in the tray, just like you do down there. And we'll have a little uh, band playing a little country bluegrass kind of music going, and it'll be just a good party every other Wednesday in the courtyard. I love it. Uh, and Silas, what do you have coming up in,
1: for Thompson Hotel? Uh, my favorite time of year is uh, is just this week. We're starting up uh,
4: Negroni Week starting on the fifth, so uh, we're, we've got some uh, some fun things to uh, to to. Uh, offer for that little little variations on the classic Negroni cocktail, and uh, the nice thing about that is, a dollar from the proceeds of every drink sold during Negroni Week from any participating bar goes to uh, goes to charity. Uh, so it goes to the the charity of choice. We uh, we went with um, Paws, which is a, a local uh animal charity that's uh that's actually from the uh from the pacific northwest here from seattle
1: and negronis you have one negroni are you doing a whole style a whole set list because negroni is uh campari gin and a little sweet vermouth yeah sweet vermouth. Yeah, e- yeah equal
4: measure of those three and um yeah we've got a we've got a nice classic on with uh with death Store but we also have uh five other variations that we're offering we've got a rum based one a um Interesting. uh a bulls jennifer based one uh-huh. we are uh, we're doing a really fun little um spagliato which is um a, a negroni uh or I should say an americano which was the uh the original drink that the negroni was a variant of which is uh just campari and sweet vermouth and soda but if you replace the soda with uh with prosecco you get the uh oh. the spagliato and we're uh, we're kicking that up a little bit with uh with Sinjani 63 which is a nice um it's a Bolivian grape based distillate. It's uh, it's technically a brandy, but um, it's Bolivian, huh? Yeah, it's it's got a very unique flavor profile to it, and it uh, it works. It's kind of a jack of all trades. You can substitute it out for just about any base spirit, so it's kind of fun to play with. But uh, yeah, we've got that, and then we've got a um, some Copperworks single malt, uh, the local guys. We've got right, them in a, a little yeah. uh, little Boulevardier uh, variant. We're calling that the uh, the the very varied Negroni. Um, because it's uh, it's got the the copper works in there uh, and then de ore, which is a nice uh... nice aromatic liqueur and then uh, Antica Formula, so you got a nice robust vermouth in there as well.
1: All right, and so this starts uh, the fifth this 5th, week, yeah, fifth through the eleventh. Okay, and so every uh, every how many? There's no limit on them. You can have one of each. Right? Yeah, yeah,
4: by all means. Uh, we we uh, we like to keep everybody at an even keel, being up on the rooftop and everything. So uh, you know, if we don't make it all through the uh, the entire menu the first time
3: around, we'll have you back tomorrow. I love it. Uh, and Derek, when where do you find these crawfish at yours? The local crawfish. Uh, so I have two purveyors that I'm going through. One of McCooney and the other one's Mutual uh, Seafood. And, Mutual Fish. Yeah, they're yeah. both uh, they're both able to get them for us.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Hi, Silas Manlove, Beverage Manager at Thompson Hotel, and Derek Simchek, the Executive Chef at Thompson Hotels. Thanks so much for sharing. Great Happy Hour, Sunday through Thursday, three to six p.m. Right here on Happy Hour Radio. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, oh, good drinks. Um, hey, folks, you got to check it out. I Seriously, th- this food is great, and when the sun comes out, it will come out. Um, I promise you, you'll get some great cocktails and some great service and a great view up on the, in the Nest. And uh, check out, you can see all of Washington in one restaurant at Scout uh, on the first floor of the Thompson Hotel. Hey, if you want to learn more about the world of wine, spirits, and more, then uh, check out uh, Psalm Summit. It's coming up July 9th through 11th, psalmsummit.com. It's an international wine and spirits symposium featuring uh, experts and principals from regions such as uh, Bordeaux, Napa Valley, uh, New Zealand, um, South Africa, and of course here in Washington. We also have Remy Martin Cognac. We've got a, uh, an aromatized seminar, um, beers of the world, and a, uh, a whiskey seminar. So it's uh, South Seattle College is our host campus. It's SomSummit.com. You can register for just a day or for the two and a half day uh, symposium. You're guaranteed to learn a lot, taste a lot, and have a good time, because I know the sun will be out in July, right? I hope you enjoyed today's show with uh, Chef Joel Panlilio, who's the executive chef at Tilth, and, of course, my pals Silas and Derek from the Thompson Hotel. And I look forward to seeing you guys out and about, perhaps at Happy Hour, or the Shrimp boil over there at the Thompson Hotel. When you're out and about, remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers!